Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Dan Schoenbachler. Thanks for being on the show, Dan. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I know it's great to have you on the show. I know you and I were both speaking at a conference a few months back, and it's great to catch up with you again and an honor to have you on the show. But a little about Dan, he's a full-time realtor and real estate syndicator, launched Shone Capital, and has been a general partner on five separate acquisitions totaling 892 units for $116.4 million within the first 12 months. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. He's on a mission to share his benefits of real estate investing with as many people as possible and to help grow their wealth and lower their taxes. That's what we're all wanting right there, isn't it, Dan? So, Dan, tell the listeners a little more about who you are, maybe where you're located, and let's jump into your superpower. Sure. So, uh, born and raised in northern New Jersey, still reside here. I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey for a while, about nine years, which is right across the river from New York City. So, uh, got to enjoy all the perks of city life. And that's still where I focus a lot of my real estate brokerage business out of. I work for Keller Williams Realty out of Hoboken. And since moved to the suburbs, had a child, beautiful wife. So living that suburban life and enjoying it as well. And two, two and a half years ago, I met a mutual friend of ours, Jason Yarusi, who actually helped get me started in the syndication world. And all my superpowers kind of combined to realize this is the thing I was looking for and eventually found. And I'm just so excited to be involved and help more people than I was able to before. Awesome. We love Jason and Peely. So that's awesome. It's been great to have them on the show as well. But you know, tell me about you met somebody, they shared with you about syndication and tell me about why that was the path for you. You know, like this is what you've been missing, I think, or, you know, tell me about how that came about and what that realization was. Sure. I mean, I think I was raised pretty well by my parents. So credit to them first. I always had the goal to come from contribution and I always wanted to help people out. So after a entry level job at a college for a couple of years, I realized sales was something I wanted to get into. And a friend turned me on to financial advising, financial services. So I realized, wow, this is a great way to help people build their wealth. And as Zig Ziglar, I think has said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. So could lead to a productive life for myself as well. So did that for about a year. And I happened to be prospecting a gentleman on the golf course, because I also caddied for many years on the side, who was a commercial real estate broker. And at the end of the round, I said, it sounds like you need to diversify some of your retirement products. He said, it sounds like you need your real estate license. Mm. So this gentleman happened to be 30 years or so in the business. And over the course of that time, he had clients that offered him hey, do you want to throw your commission in or pitch in for a piece of the pie? So he had no more than 10 or 15% in just about six commercial deals. And he said in a couple of years, he'll be passively cash flowing 400,000 a year. And I said, that's what I want to get into. <laughs> so really, I got licensed in that to help more people make more money through investment property, but also with the real intent of owning it. And then again, full circle, the process of syndication 
ended up coming that route to show me the way. And all my networking from 14 years on the golf course for high net worth individuals, selling high price real estate in a strong class A market, and just generally loving to meet people, knowing what they do for a living. The whole networking has brought me a database of people that I can help direct into good opportunities. No, that's awesome. And that would be enough to turn most people around, right? In a couple of years, you have $400,000 of passive income. So that's very interesting. So when we were talking before, you know, you said your superpower was networking. And you even mentioned just then how, you know, networking over those years of, you know, now has become very beneficial. And you almost probably didn't see that coming to some extent over those years. Yeah, I got my real estate license August 2008. And in September... One month later, Lehman Brothers went bankrupt and the whole world fell apart. And the $140 million multifamily deal I got brought in to work on crumbled. And a few months later, I moved back into my parents' house. So that was my jump into the business and the whole recession. I was hoping to have enough change to get a coffee or a bagel that day in my car. It was a struggle. And I knew it wasn't where I was going to end up, but I knew that there was something to this. And it's just funny how directly tied in all that happened because even in college, that's when my mom was in human resources and said, you want a good chance at a good career out of school? You need to strike up some internships, job experience. So every golf bag I got on, I asked the guy, so what do you do for a living? Just one of the first things I said every round, and it was hundreds of rounds of summer. And I got to know these people and their guests and whomever and it turned into quite a network of people. And the funniest thing was a lot of people might've had a specialty job like accounting or insurance or attorney, but they made their true wealth in real estate on the side. So again, all these things just brought me here. And the past year and a half, it's been like I'm walking on a cloud because I never thought that all that struggle and hustle over 10 years would bring me down this road. Wow. So aren't you glad you didn't or you didn't close on that deal, right? Or you did? No, to this day, it was a portfolio deal. I think more than half the properties foreclosed. Okay. It was a nightmare thing and just a typical tragic story of the recession. So yeah, I didn't close any deal. In fact, I switched my license to a local brokerage in Hoboken. I said, at least people are buying or renting condos because they need to live somewhere. So the commissions aren't commercial real estate commissions, air quotes. But at least hopefully it can put some food on the table. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'd like for you to kind of help the listener, you know, with that conversation that you're having with all those golfers at the time, right? That you're caddying for. But you know, so many of us are more introverted and it's really hard to have that conversation. It's really difficult. And it seems like potentially at that time you weren't looking for an investor. You were just curious, you know, but I feel like if we could come from that standpoint, uh, a lot of times and not when we're not looking for business, <laughs> you know, it would come across a lot differently, but your superpower is networking. I'd love for you to kind of help us with that a little bit. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing is again, kind of that coming from contribution approach. When I get a deal that I get involved in, I'm bringing an opportunity to them. So it's not calling up and saying, hi, you have money. Want to give it to me? It's really letting them know that you have a great opportunity if they're interested in looking into it. And, you know, I don't get offended by anyone saying no, or even less than that, just ignoring me altogether. And that's fine. You know, everyone's got things going on in their life. This is not their main job. It's when they have time to look at it. 
I'm just putting it out there because I know it's something that could bring some great value to their lives and help them. Every deal I reach out to people on, I'm getting more and more traction and other people coming out of the weeds. Some people had never even responded to me saying, hey, I've been seeing the emails. Congratulations. Everything looks awesome. I get your updates and that's wonderful what you're doing. I'm going to be getting back to you soon. There's, I'm just stockpiling a little more money or looking for this or that. So it's good that you find out you are making more impact than you think. And um, just also on the flip side, asking what people are looking for. So I know that a lot of my database, my sphere of people, a lot of them are looking for tax deductions as well as growing income. I'm in my late 30s, so a lot of people are in that family starting mode and they are having to start to think about college and retirement creep around the corner before you know it. So it's a prime time for people to get involved. And if they have more disposable income earlier in life, like maybe in their 20s with a good job, even better you know, based on the compound interest, the eighth wonder of the world, they can really blow that out of the water. So it's knowing what they want as well as bringing opportunities they might not know they wanted. I love how you talk about coming from contribution and you even mentioned that very early on. And I feel like that's a mindset shift. And I was just having a conversation with somebody last night and they were asking me about, you know, that conversation the first time you're having that with investors and they keep asking for money. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, you're not asking for money. You know, you are providing a great opportunity here. How did you change your mindset around that or maybe help the listener that's thinking that they're really asking for money, but they're really not? It took a little while till I got some real strong formal sales training. So just as a salesperson, they call it having commission breath, where you just sound money hungry and it's, hey, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. And I definitely, definitely suffered from that at times in different industries. There were some other sales jobs in between. And I definitely, looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed at myself. I was awful. So it's a part of learning that. And the knee-jerk reaction is, I have this amazing thing. You've got to know this. And I want to shove it down their throat and say, you need this. But I do have to stop, step back, just take a breath and realize that this is their opportunity. So just putting that reminder in your head, because I get excited about this too. It's really become quite a passion. All things real estate really become a passion for me. So it's hard for me, number one, not to talk about real estate anytime you're around me. And number two, not want to scream it from the rooftops that this is one of the best things you've ever seen. So it's really just taking that second. And then eventually, like anything with repetition and practice, just start to come naturally where you're putting it out there and naturally in a conversation, working it in and not just throwing it at people and hoping that it sticks. Yeah. Dan, what's been some of the best places you found a network to increase your network with high net worth individuals? Sure. And what's great, I'm very fortunate where I already work in real estate full-time through a lot of residential, small commercial. So I do prospecting all the time. And one of the things that I really learned quickly was to be more purposeful in what I'm doing in my activities. So again, networker, I barely cold call people anymore. And some of my brokers don't like to hear that. <laughs> and, uh, don't tell everyone that's not the way to do it because cold calling is still very effective to grow relationships and stuff. But what I tend to do is focus on more places of interest. So real estate meetups, real estate events, you know, things where people are already having that mindset or even just wealth creation. So maybe it's something not real estate per se, but it's a room full of people that for whatever reason might have disposable income looking to 
make more money, et cetera. So I just look for a more purposeful approach and showing up. I do a lot of face-to-face. So some weeks I'm out four nights a week at meetups and gatherings just to meet more people because it's a numbers game. The more people you get in front of, the more that you're going to convert or get involved in an opportunity. So you meet somebody at one of those meetups for the first time and they say, oh, you know, yeah, great to meet you, Dan. What do you do? I feel like that's what most people say, right? You know, nice to meet you, Whitney. What do you do? (laughs) You know, what do you tell them? So here's a little sales psychology. So I've kind of learned just say I'm involved in real estate and I kind of let them guide where they might need me. So they might say, oh, me too. I flip homes. Oh, great. I'm a local broker. I can help you find or sell places. Or they're like, I'm looking to invest in commercial real estate. Oh, great. I work with a lot of sponsors on deals and I do a lot of investor relations, capital raising and everything else. So a lot of times I'll let the conversation steer itself and then I'll jump in on that end and maybe throw on the other side. Oh yeah. And I do the other thing too but I'll let them kind of guide it so they know that that sounds like my number one focus because both are pretty 50-50 right now. But I let them think, oh, Dan is a syndication guy and I need to invest in real estate. So this is perfect. Or Dan is the broker. I'm looking to buy or sell locally. So they think of me first in that regard. I like that. And so they say, what do you do? And you say, I'm involved in real estate. And then depending on how they respond is how you know how to take the focus. Right. Wow. Start broad and funnel it in. So tell me about your follow-up process with somebody like that. Sure. Collect a lot of business cards and usually try to get back to them within 24 hours. Quick email is a good start, especially if we left the conversation with something to talk about, whether it's, I am interested in investing in future deals. Great. Well, let's have that conversation and Go over your criteria, cover if you're accredited or sophisticated, things of that nature. And other people, again, depending on their needs, if there's an immediate action I can take, like, oh, you were looking for a good commercial lender, call them up. Hey, here's the commercial lender that I said we like to use on deals. So you're someone you can talk to. So it's always good to have that warm lead, have an excuse to reach out, a touch point. But usually they'll go in the database after we cover, if we're talking purely syndication, talking about putting in the database for email blasts going forward for updates on markets or deals at that point, because they'd be an established relationship since I do do, am involved in mostly 506B transactions. So we would create that pre-existing relationship and then throw them in for that stuff. What kind of platform or CRM system do you use? I am a little bit of a mess actually when it comes to this stuff. (laughs) One superpower I have is knowing that I'm not the most organized person. And I have a part-time person. I'm in transition on a few things. So MailChimp's been great for mass emails. Before I was just literally blind copying 300 people (laughs) in my Gmail. But MailChimp has been good and really just attending to a high-level Excel sheet. And it's been a little bit of a nightmare. So I'm getting back to CRM. In my real estate experience, I've used Follow-Up Boss E-Edge, some other things. So I'm probably going to get more constant contact or something like that for my syndication business day to day. Dan, what's been the hardest part of this syndication journey for you? Hardest part in the beginning was finding deals. So I met, as we mentioned, our mutual friend, Jason Yarusi and Peely. I met him just before he got into his first deal. He raised his first deal, which he already had everyone lined up. He didn't need any help. And he's like, we're looking to do more. So I was like, perfect. I know a lot of people. I could probably help them in capital raise and invest relations and 
some other activities. It took 12 months and 60 offers until Jason got his second deal, which I don't know if you knew that, but it's also something I'd like to brag about because it really goes to show the most overused term in this industry is being conservative. Jason is one of the biggest testaments of it. When he puts a deal in front of me and says, we have this on a contract, I almost don't even have to look at it, but I do for all my investors that are listening today. Um, It's just one of those things. I know he's just such a solid operator that it's a golden deal. So I was talking about a lot of things we were getting close on and talking to my sphere and get people warmed up and ready to invest. And it was a full year until something happened. And the funny part was that first deal that finally came across, I got one person in. So I was like, wow, that was underwhelming. And I also realized I didn't treat my database correctly. I had one person and I said, oh, he'll probably write a check for the whole raise. This is nothing for him. And he said, I'm not interested in being passive, but if you can find me a deal like this, I'll do it to run. He wants to be active. He wants to be a general partner. I was like, wow, okay. That goes back on the drawing board then. And I realized I needed to have more in-depth people. While I knew a lot of people and thought they'd be interested in some of this stuff, I really had to hone in further with some of them. And now I have other things in the pipeline for those people too. So hardest part was finding more deals, but been very blessed and fortunate that the people I've been surrounding myself in the past few years have really been solid. I mean, even getting to hang out with people like you, you know, I'm just walking among the elite. So I know I have a long way to go, but a lot of other syndicators have come to me and that's why I had to formalize Shown Capital because I knew it wasn't just Dan working with Jason anymore. I had a lot more opportunities coming my way, which I wanted to take advantage of and get people involved with. Yeah, I find we learn a lot about our investor network, you know, after we've reached out about a deal or two, tells us a lot. And we learn so much after going through that process a few times. How are you preparing or are you prepared for another potential downturn? So I've been looking into a lot of different asset classes as well outside of multifamily. However, what was the statistic out of all the agency loans during the recession, less than 1%? Right. Properties defaulted, some along that line. I've heard on a couple of different podcasts. That's one of the reasons why multifamily has been my number one. It's such an incredible risk reward ratio. So I still feel very comfortable in knowing that we're stepping into value add opportunities. I would never buy some turnkey class A property, which there's plenty of here in New Jersey. And I would just never feel comfortable. And I've had a lot of development deals offered to raise on and it's too far down the pipeline. Most of my people want some immediate cash flow. So I've been looking line to networking within the mobile home park and self-storage because they're very recession proof. Currently actually getting involved in more of a business venture that has a real estate tie. We're buying property and starting hemp farms actually for CBD oil. So that's been a very interesting and that market's still on the up and up. So It's looking very positive there and kind of avoiding other industries that are very susceptible to the decline right now. Wow. So Dan, what's a way you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Getting more organized, getting more help. (laughs) So you hired somebody part-time, you said? Yes. I have this part-time. She helps a little of my brokerage business, a little of my syndication business. And I just know the number one thing again was learning what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. And Mm take all the bad stuff off my plate because I'm just going to be my own worst enemy and not get it done. Certain paperwork, things like that. I'm too busy going after deals and talking to people, creating more opportunities that I can't sit still long enough to do all the administrative stuff, which is very needed. 
It's very needed. I agree. However, I can't focus long enough for that. So leverage it off. So what's a way that you stand out in your relationship with your investors? I think for the most part, I just make sure that I have a very strong relationship. Most of the people I talk to, I talk to fairly regularly. I definitely know people that have 900, 1100 people on their database and they wouldn't recognize their face on the street. It's we've maybe talked once or twice. Yeah. Okay. Here's what you want to get involved with. Okay. And they're on all the mailers and blasts and stuff like that, but they couldn't even pick them out of a crowd. So I like having a more in-depth relationship with people and trying to contact at least twice a year, four times a year, quarterly is the goal. It just helps gaining rapport because that's very big. You know, a lot of people, one of the first questions is, because I work with a lot of other sponsors in mm-hmm. partnership. So like, how do you feel about this guy or this woman? Sometimes that's the last question and that's all it needs to make them pull the trigger to invest. And I love the fact that we have that kind of relationship and that's what I want out of everybody that I work with. So, What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Uh, I think consistency. I always want to keep meeting more people, talking to more people. And I think that, again, it brings more opportunity. Even this new venture I'm involved in, it was someone I had a meetup group a few years ago. We got stayed in touch. We almost did some other projects together and then brought me full circle to this whole new asset class. So it's being consistent. If you're going to go to a few meetups, go to them very regularly. I feel like I'm a little bit of a staple at all the ones I go to. So everyone shows up and like, oh, I was expecting Dan to be here. And it's good to establish yourself and people start to turn to you like you might actually know stuff. (laughs) And tell us, Dan, how you like to give back. So as I said, it wasn't that long ago that I was barely scraping by myself. So things have been very good. And what I've been trying to do is start as I'm building up what I really want to get to, to really make a huge impact. I'm giving back more locally. So fortunately, my brokerage has a very very big culture on giving back. I've helped serve many, many local food shelters, meals, and also giving back a lot of my time. Whether it's on the brokerage side, I'll teach a lot of free classes in our market center or on the syndication side. You know, I have so many phone calls with people where I'm kind of unofficially coaching them or giving tips and advice. And I love to do it because it took me a while to find some mentors and that's so important to help you get ahead. So I made sure that That was the first thing I started doing and was capable to do. Dan, I'm grateful to have met you and both of us speaking at that same conference. It was really good. That was also Jason's conference. I encourage listeners to look it up. But also, just great to get to know you a little better. And I appreciate you just breaking down your networking process a little bit. Yeah, coming from contribution. I loved how, I mean, you just mentioned that right off the bat. And and I think that's helpful in changing our mindset. Because when we're going to an investor thinking we're asking for money, I mean, it comes out when you have that mindset. So I'm grateful for that. And, you know, you're laying out the places that you go to to meet people, whether it's real estate meetups or events, wealth creation events, but also how you and somebody asks, well, what do you do? And you say, I'm involved in real estate. I thought that's very tactful. And you kind of let them navigate that. Anyway, grateful for your time and just how you've shared your process of networking, how you've met people and been successful in this business. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Sure. Well, as I said, a little lacking on the administrative side. The website's still under construction. However, I still have my email is dan, D-A-N, at shonecap.com. That's S-C-H-O-E-N-C-A-P.com, short for Shone Capital. And my phone number is 
919-719-7311. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.